this world, there should be no peace as long as Kirk lives. Welcome to the Science Fiction Rating System. I am not Sam Draper. <laughs> I am Alex Humphrey, and I will be on hosting duties for this very special Star Trek three-film episode, mainly because, as the kind of non-Trekkie, uh, I felt like I should sit back and let other people talk. Uh, but also, if I don't host, then I'm not going to speak, probably, is the way this is going to go. You're like, you're, um, like, uh, you're like Ken Watanabe in Godzilla. Let them fight. That's your... Yeah, yeah. that's will be what I'll be saying. Yeah. Get on with it. <laughs> Get on with it, Trekkies, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But anyway, I am joined, obviously, by Sam Draper. How Hello. are you, Sam? I'm good, thank you. Good. Oh, just cracking a beer. <laughs> cracking a beer. Hearing it crack. Are you going to yeah. do the pour for us? Can we hear a pour? You getting that? No. Oh, tasty. Uh, and obviously, Chris Redding, how are you, Chris? Yeah, good, thank you. Did we all enjoy this week? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was a good week. It was good watching three films in a row that all linked up, wasn't it? I think if any three films are going to benefit from that way of doing it, it's these three, isn't it? Hell yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yes. Uh, so I guess, shall we move straight in to Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, 1982, yep. directed by Nicholas Meyer uh, and written by, well, written by a few people, but written by a few people who were uncredited, I read. So yes. uh, yeah, some people doing cleanup duty, I would have believed. Uh, who wants to go first? Um... Chris will go first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I would like you to go yeah. first. Go for it. Well, I'll start off by saying this is actually one of my favourite films. Mm. Okay. Of all time, or just science fiction, yeah, in, or just generally? In like, yeah, it's like in my top ten for just films. Because I just mm, really, I just think really? It, yeah, I just wow. think it's a great film. Yeah, um, I like the way everything just ticks along slowly. There's no sass. It's no not too quick. It's kind of all like submarine warfare. It's the script is very. Um, um, it doesn't muck about. It sort of it, it you know it, it it ticks along nicely. And the I think this is the first time at they actually get Star Trek to work on the big screen. So the, well, the first it, the first one didn't really work. Yeah, I was going to say after watching the motion picture, this is completely different to that. Isn't and actually, it? this is and this and this provides like a blueprint for all of Star Star Trek, which we know, other than the, obviously the original series, mm. um, which is completely different to everything which comes after this. So, this is more similar, has more in common with the TV shows and everything we've seen since. Because they really start, they really nail particular things, yeah. And they they work out how things work, and um, because you know they hadn't even figured out how warp drive works in the first one. Um, oh well, yeah, no, I guess actually, no. They well, there's really... there's a strange things were happening, and it was just contrary oh, yeah. to what we know. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, as a broad thought, I. Really like it. I oh, and also the music, James Horner. That is yeah. the best James Horner it's ever. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. No, it's a lovely. There's some good scoring in there. He does a good job. Like you say, it moves along really well, and that music kind of propels. Oh, it it's along. great. It's got like a real nice nautical feel about the music. It's like mm. it's swashbuckling. 
watching them back to back, you really notice when you get to four that he's gone, don't you? The, the score mm. is so <laughs> yeah. compared to the three and two, the score is so puts par. Yeah, definitely. Mm. What's your overview then, Sam? What's your general thoughts on it? I I agree. It's a brilliant film. I wouldn't go as far as top ten all time, but I would say it's in my top three Star Trek films. Um, mm. It's yeah, I really enjoyed it. I do agree that it all goes along at a nice pace. I, I think I wouldn't call it slow because I think it I think it starts slow, but once they're out and they're gone and they're after Khan, it kind of. It's. I, I get what you mean. How it is like. It's more relaxed, isn't it? I suppose in a more modern film, but it's relentless. It just keeps. There's no time to stop and think. Oh, you know, this is getting boring. And no. And that's really like down to Khan. I think the fact you've got a villain who is portrayed so well and so singularly obsessed with getting Kirk, mm. and they really no. play, that, play that really well. I think. He's a brilliant villain for how ridiculous he looks. He is yeah. actually <laughs> brilliant. Like he's, and his mates. Yeah. Who Chip I remember were, were Chippendale dancers, the majority of them. Oh, well, I don't <laughs> quite get how he has like, aged from the original episode that he was in, yeah. but all of his compadres are all 20-year-olds. Oh, totally. like, mm. like, have they had kids or whatever? And if so, <laughs> is he just killing the older generation or something? What's going on? It's a bit <laughs> weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I wondered about that. I like their mm. little, these little creatures that he puts in people's ears. I like. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, um, that is the thing. When I was a kid, that absolutely terrified me. Yeah. yeah, I had nightmares for years about that. Yeah, it was. I have to say as well that scene, the two scenes with them in, I remembered them crystal clear. I didn't yeah, remember the rest too. of the film, but those scenes, like I was literally reliving. I was like, oh my god, it's in this. Oh god, that's mm. absolutely horrible. So yeah, they stuck with me. So you know, anyone listening to this who is a child or is going to show this to their child, be warned. Those ear things stick with you pretty much, don't they? Mm. Um, um, I've just one other thing to say. Sorry, um, that. Like as you're watching all three back to back, the thing that Star Trek Two gets right, I think, is the relationship between cock, um, cock, <laughs> Spock, <laughs> Spock and Kirk, not cock and cock and Spurk. They would call um, him. I guess they'd call him cock, wouldn't they? Yeah. When they put the names together. Yeah. Um, What's yeah, that called? Where it's like fan theories that there's like a gay relationship uh, going not on. Not slash. With it's uh, shipping. Shipping. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. um, or slash. I think it is slash actually. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think their relationship is good here, but I think that the weakness of the following two films is the fault of this film because they get so into the idea of Kirk and Spock and that, for me, is gets progressively more awful mm. as we go on. I think it works yeah. really well here. And the ending, like the, the scene, obviously, when it gets the glass, is, you know, iconic for a reason, isn't it? That is yeah. a fucking brilliant scene. Yeah, I mean, yeah, spoilers, uh, Spock dies. Um, and he died, didn't he? Because he didn't really want to do any more films. Is that mainly was it, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and it does. I do agree that um, him dying is a big gesture. It's a big thing, and it's pretty bold. And then bringing him back, which the other two films kind of deal yeah. with. The thing is, though, I think it would be a bolder choice if you didn't then know that three and four are directed by Nimoy, and three's called <laughs> Spark. Like it's so clearly like a. I'm only doing this if I'm the big deal sort of thing about Star Trek 2, you know, like, look at me, it's all about Spock. And that's, yeah. I know that's a, that's a silly, like, out-of-universe sort of problem to have, but it just always rankles in me, that fact that, you know, he's so into the cult of himself, in a way. No, it's never like that about Spock at all, to be honest. Or Kirk, yeah. for that matter. No. There's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of big egos, but there's yeah. a, the thing with, the, the thing is, there are a lot of big characters. Nightmare. It well, must have yeah. been isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think if there's one thing against Rotha Khan, it's that you don't really get enough of Sulu and of um, of Scotty and of um, Uhura. They're yeah. a bit by the they're a bit by the side on this one, aren't they? Definitely. 
I think they are in three as well. Well, really. It's it's funny because they always it's it's always about Shatner in these films, and not really anyone else gets a look in. Well, Nimoy as well. Nimoy. Mm. I think there was a bit of a tiff going on between him and um, uh, what's his name plays Sulu. Oh Um, yeah, George Takai. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he had tiffs with everyone at some point. Yeah. yeah. But the there was I think there was a lot of like issues with him. Want they all wanted to direct to direct one. Uh, oh. So I think after Nimoy got his chance, I think Shatner was pushing for his chance, and I, I was, think I think that that added some extra pressure onto things well Shatner um, only agreed to do five if he could direct it yeah which yeah. says a lot doesn't it about five well also I think with Voyage Home I really only really was like he was pissed there wasn't a love interest and that's why yeah we're not we're not talking about five yet but I mean that shows you they're kind of like the heavy weight they've got is that they start making demands and then it's yeah. kind of has to be mm. done doesn't it and again that's that's two's like greatest strength and it's failing like the fact that I mentioned it in the previous show that you've not heard, but people at home will have sorry about that again. But like, <laughs> basically, two got made. I won the Chris, quiz, they, by the way. Yeah, Chris won the quiz. They kicked Roddenberry off basically, and two was made away from him, and they sort of reset it in this way on a, a small, much smaller budget than the first film, and were forced to go back to the characters, weren't they? In a way that mm. in motion picture they weren't, and that's why two works. But then I think when you then introduce the money again. And the egos and more films. It's you know what I mean. Like the genesis of the good and the bad of Star Trek are both so on showing. Khan, do you know what I mean? Like you've got yeah. both sides of the coin. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, at this the, point, they were a failure, weren't they? I mean, Motion yeah. Picture hadn't done well. Although, the, do you know that Motion Picture is still the most successful Star Trek film? How, how is that then? Yeah, I, I don't just, understand. That. I, I read I about just this. like cumulative money. Well, even like box office, like it made more. Um, I think it's, it's not the hype. It's not the greatest return because I think that. Um, maybe four was made cheap or something, but it's the it's the most successful, like highest gross of all the films, which is insane. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Maybe it was just off the back of how successful it was at that point as a as a Star thing. Wars. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it being successful is why they do make a two, even though no one like one, isn't it? Because they thought, well, mm. there's got to be something there, people to come out for it. So yeah. Mm. It's crazy this is cheaper, though, because it looks a lot better. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah, it, definitely. it moves a lot better. I mean, they didn't fill half the film with it just coming out of space dock. Yeah, but, you, but also, <laughs> you, you know, like, nearly all the effect shots are either recycled or they're using the models from one, aren't they? Like, it's all the same stuff. Hmm, it it's, they're using it, the same miniatures, yeah, but they... I think there's actual shots the, recycled. There might be, yeah. Like, there yeah. might be some flybys. Yeah. Um, but like there's a lot of new techniques is that that was the first cg yes um shot of the genesis yeah, uh, yeah. and it looks good doesn't demo. it it's not too it bad it still looks good yeah it still looked really good yeah. that did yeah um do you know um do you know why who made that and what for no it's industrial light and magic made that oh. um and because of um so they made that basically like a the first big thing is like a showreel thing and then uh, Steve Jobs saw it and was so impressed by it, he bought the that effects bit of ILM, and that's what became that's how Pixar started. So because of that sun blowing up, wow, that's the birth of Pixar. That is that's why Pixar got bought there off the separate entity because it's so impressive. Yeah. 
they recycle that shot in the next one, I think, as well. And and four, it's in both of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. There's um, more. Yeah, there's more recycling to come in both the other yeah. two. Films, to <laughs> the, be the whole sort of uh, the battle <clears throat> sequence in this and the the how that moves and the time the the pacing is great and the way yeah. the music builds to mm-hmm. the like the detonation. You know when they're um, when they're trying to get away from the reliance before it explodes. Oh yeah, that that build in the music there and how they're only able to go away at like impulse speed and they're not going quick enough. Yeah. That, that is done brilliantly. That is the best. No, I agree. Um, no, I agree with that. I thought that, that scene really held up as a, it's even a, got Shatner there, like ringing his eye. Like he really looks worried. It, yeah, it is totally, really, yeah. it is really good. Yeah. I mean um, that in something else could have been a bit naff. Cause you'd just be like, Oh, it's, you know, it's a bit ridiculous. Why are you, mm. why are you not, but they build it, like you say, they build it all up the way. Everyone is a bit crippled. They're in mm. that storm. You totally buy into it. And it is, mm. it's almost like you said about the kind of naval thing. That's almost an ancient bit of warfare or an ancient fight mm. in a completely modern science fiction film, which is quite a brave mm. move. Yeah, you know, yeah. to have it about tactics in the end. You There's know, a really. great making of on YouTube of how they'd made the nebula stuff. Oh, which is which is yeah, it's amazing. Like just huge, like swimming pools of water and different, <laughs> like uh, like they put a salt layer in and they put different amounts of dye in it and then they light it so it flashes. God, um, yeah, it's wicked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's it's like a real practical film. With the Reliant as well, I, I, it was supposed to be the other way up, and then it was sent to the director, and he read the, uh, he looked at the plans upside down. <laughs> so, and he signed it off. Oh, so that's why it's down. got the two at the bottom. Yeah, so like that. that's oh, why okay. it's got two, because it was supposed to be the other way around. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks really cool. I mean, you've, yeah. I think if you know, we talked about Star Wars and all the design in Star Wars and stuff like that. But I think I personally, I'm sure you two didn't. I forgot there's quite a there's a lot of good design within the Star Trek mm. universe. There's a hell of a lot of good ships. Some uniforms they've sorted out the uniforms by this point. They're not <laughs> as de- naff. Oh, as they I mean, were these in... are ten times better, aren't they? Like yeah. they're still them. not great though. Those short trousers and the oh, they're great. This is this is wicked. <laughs> these uniforms. <laughs> I, I don't like. Has like, uh, Kurt got his little rough in this one? That's the next one, isn't it? They put the bit of. No, they've got roughs in this. Yeah, it's got the rough in this one. It's like a turtle neck. Yeah, it's awful. I I can't stand the look of it. I think for me, the the worst thing about it is how 70s it looks, because it just dates so badly. Like the... Everything that McCoy, Sulu, and Chekhov wear looks fucking awful. <laughs> in all oh yeah, Phil. Oh, sorry, when no. they're wearing their own clothes, when they're in their oh, yeah. own clothes, that's yeah. mad. I mean, yeah. Bones. Like, I, I don't know what on earth they is that. Maybe his own choice, something. But in all these films, he looks absolutely ridiculous, doesn't he? <laughs> mm. Like, he's in, in not quite cool one, in the old ones. In the next one, when well, I'll, we'll get, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this, yeah, this, uh, I, obviously because the. Uh, Khan's got that mullet. Yeah. Um that that really and he's got his chest out as well. Yeah. It that really kind of dates it a bit. Um But they're supposed to be from the eighties, aren't they, or the nineties? That's yeah. when they were made. So you could kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could kind of rule them out as like, oh that's what everyone was wearing then. Which it kind of was. Uh, yeah. well, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, maybe. 
Um, yeah. Well, I I am with Chris on this. I absolutely love this film. I thought it was br- brilliant. My, I mean, I would, I'm, a, I would, I agree. I put it would put it really high up there. My only reservation is you do need to know kind of um, about Star Trek. It doesn't really make sense if you're not down with the characters. I don't think it introduces the characters to a, a newbie audience very yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's brilliant. And I think it's also one of the best films about kind of old age and how it deals with Kirk's kind of ageing and how he's stuck as an admiral and, you know, all this stuff and he wants yeah. to regain his youth. I think all that is really, really well handled and I think yeah. it's even reasonably well acted. Um, and I so love... For the, the most co- part. Yeah, for the most part. Um, and I love the, the Kobayashi Maru concept. Can! Well, yeah. Okay, all right, not that bit of acting. Um, yeah. Uh, I think the, the concept of the Kobayashi Maru, I yeah, think, is absolutely of, yeah. genius. And that um, I think just the invention of that alone and, you know, just the, all the, the ins and outs of that, I think, is really, really well done. And they've reused that on, like, three films or something, like, yeah. in, the, yeah. in the modern oh, films, yeah, they've reused yeah. that. Is it, um, is it not telling, though, that we've not mentioned like, the new characters introduced, David and Savick and stuff? Mm, yeah. Like, well, they're kind of the weak, they weak are. bit of this film, aren't they? Well, I think David works very well as a tool for... He's a tool, uh, all right. Against Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> against Kirk, in that there's that good bit, there's a good line where he says, you know, I've got a bloke out there trying to kill me and a son I've never seen who wants me dead as well. Like, I think as a kind of representation of him ageing. And, I, you know, mm. like, the fact is we all know him as this space Lothario. Mm. Again, it's quite brave to be like, well, look, here's one of your kids pops up who hates you. I think that's kind of... I, again, I appreciated that kind of... This is a new take on this character that mm. you haven't seen before. In a way, um, I think, though, that in the way they handle that and the fact that he's, like, a bad dad, mm. is it shown its age as well? Because they don't deal with that nearly enough, the fact that, you know... He's he's left him, and there's that one line, isn't there? Oh, you told me to stay away. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know that that doesn't really okay. Fair enough. Let's move on, and you're going to be the hero, and he's going to like you, like you again. I don't really buy that at all. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. It's a bit. And I understand that's you know that's not the film they're making. Is that they're not making Star I, Trek thirteen? Kirk I think family the values whole with. Kirk, like the character of Kirk, is you can forgive all of that. Uh, stuff with his family and his male macho-ness because he does win in a no-win scenario he's got that that there's like a there is that thing of it doesn't matter because he manages to turn everything around yeah i I agree completely disagree no i agree with chris because picard is is that character but without all the horrible bits of it. But Picard is like asexual in his like. No, he's he, not. Like, I mean, we don't we don't really see any relationships Crusher. from him, and gets, yeah, but that's Crusher. like they don't really go there, do they? Well, because you know, because he's not like a womanizing piece of shit. Like he's just a, yeah. a, a fucking awesome leader who keeps that yeah. stuff away from his yeah. work life. You know, uh, I'm with Chris. I think this because taking this film on its own. And, and ending it that Spock dies. The fact is, Chris is right. He wins within a no-win scenario, but he loses Spock. So he has paid a huge price. And oh, they yeah, do yeah. say, don't they? You've never faced death before, <laughs> and now you're actually facing defeat and death. This is the first mm. time Kirk's ever faced losing someone, and I think mm. that is played out well. And I do forgive the character. I In think... some ways, this is Kirk growing. This it actually mm. shows him growing up, isn't yeah. it? In this, yeah, in definitely. This. And it's not his fault that the next two films 
do what they do, you know, mm. bring true but... back and all that. I think standing, taking this, extracting this out as just what this is, I think it, it is... Even on this one, though, like, I don't know if this is getting a bit deep now, but, um, like, Kirk is not actually an active party in Spock going and sacrifice himself. No, he's not. Like, that's not Kirk... That isn't Kirk doing anything... It's Spock doing it. Kirk then he has to deal with the circumstance. So it's Spock doing the you know the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Mm. But that's, this is that's this the is arc an, of it. And then this Kirk shows is just faced how with they it. work as a team, though, isn't it? Yeah. This is no, like the no, quintessential no, team. Yeah, they're a crew. Yeah, yeah they all have to work yeah. together to defeat Khan. It's not just Kirk on his own. Yeah. It's the only know, one who Kirk's. doesn't do his job is Scotty because he's blubbing over the dead kid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That is. Yeah, like they're in the sick bay and the kid's dying and and Spock. Scott is there blubbing, and then it comes over the tannoy that the the engines are back online. It's like, well, yeah. Scott hasn't done that. Yeah, I did wonder why he has to carry him all the way there. Isn't there any medical yeah. facilities down by? Doesn't he, doesn't he carry him to the bridge first as yeah. well? Yeah, there's yeah. a yeah, he comes like all over the ship. So yeah. there's a there's a cut storyline in all that right. uh, that kid is his nephew. Is oh. is Scotty's oh, nephew? Right, okay. Oh, okay. And when they get introduced in the inspection at the beginning, that's. That was cut from that bit. Oh. Uh, mm. What bagpipe song would he have played for him at the funeral? <laughs> <laughs> That's mental as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that whole like loading bay thing, though. It's completely like this ship is so advanced, but you still have to wait for two minutes while this torpedo goes down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what happens if you want to shoot two in quick succession? You can't. Maybe that's you a fuck. specific funeral. Maybe that's the coffin bay. Because there is like specific... two. There is like two holes where they come out, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Plus, it's like a setting, like respectful or or warlike, and you flip yeah. that little switch, and it slows the pot, the, the, the bay down. <laughs> I don't know because in another film that we haven't seen yet, we'll see that they're using it at war, and it goes the same speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Savick is a bit rubbish. Isn't she just really there just be, just because Spock's going to die? Isn't that really? I mean, why she was written in? Isn't that kind of the? Well, point well of the, you I don't think we'd seen another. We hadn't seen another Vulcan at this point, and they're mm. trying to they're trying to enrich the 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 uh, mythos of that race as well. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. think also it's part of it is that she's young and pretty, isn't it? That's yeah. why they want her there. I love that bit in the lift when you kind of feel some sexual tension between Kirk and her, and then the doors open and yeah. Bones is like, "Whoa, I'm waiting for the lift. What's going on?" Like, <laughs> just starts like, just yelling at them yeah. like that, and um, it's even better when you read that the lift didn't even move; they just changed the set in yeah. front of the lift. Like that's even funnier to think they're like sitting in there while they're changing the set. So, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, she's, no, a she's a bit of a weak link, but you know. Um, I've just got a kind of ask a couple of questions from when someone mm. I thought was hosting this. I know this is like I'm. Oh no, I'm, it's fine. I'm ghost hosting. Go, yeah, get, it's fine. I, I was going to ask for all three of the films um, as we watch them. Yep. Who who is your most useless member of the crew for this particular film? Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting one. <clears throat> I think you've got a lot to choose from in two, haven't you? Really. What yeah. the main cast crew? The, uh, the, the main crew. The main crew. You yeah. know the the main. Uhura. Uhura does nothing. Does she doesn't really do anything. Just answers the phone a few times. Yeah, that, that was yeah. my choice as well. Yeah, and also really terrible acting from from Uhura, which I wasn't yeah. expecting. I don't know. if Just maybe some of them were just a bit pissed off that they weren't in it enough. I've like always got would... a problem of her operating a computer with fucking long nails. 
Do you know what I mean? She's like caressing the buttons. And it's like, if there was like, if that was a proper computer and you had more than three buttons to press, love, you wouldn't be able to press them. Well, no, because you've seen, you, you see, to skip forward to number four, you see how they work the computer in the future. Like Scotty, it's two fingers, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So perhaps you've only got yeah. two fingers with no nails on. You just go, or you just go, computer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah I love that. Computer. Bit, yeah. That, that would be in your performance review with Uhura, would it, Chris? You'd be like, well, it's good, but I think you need to sort out your appearance. Don't come to work with those nails, okay? I'm not sure Weekend the nails are regulation. Yeah, that's for, that's for your home time. That's for your away time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was your other question, Sam? Um, oh, my, sorry, my other question was, who was your favourite member of the crew in this film? Kirk. Kirk, yeah. It's, Kirk's great in this. All the way. All the way, Kirk, I'd say. Um, what are you saying, Sam? He just bosses it. Like, I just yeah. hate Kirk. I, 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 I agree oh. with for this, no, for this film, I do agree with you. I think also this is Shatner's finest performance, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He, you actually buy him as an actor in this, where normally he just looks like a, a prick who's had too many drinks and <laughs> sauntered about a bit. But I think he does a really good job in this one, yeah. And also, oh. like, he's... Because he, 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 that character falls into parody so easy, doesn't it? But he doesn't do that at any point in this film, I don't think, do they? You buy everything he says in this film. Mm. Even oh, no, when he's, I like, think... saying silly things, you know. Yeah, um, I think his early days as well, remember? Yeah. yeah. It is, but you, but you still had... I like, think the original series, there's a lot of, you know, campy nonsense in that, and the character's already got those... And the way he talks, mm. like, it's... There's already been Star Trek parodies I mean, at this, this point, but... This must have been a departure from what people knew. I'm just trying to put myself in the mindset of people only had the original series. And the this, first film. Yeah, and the first film. Mm. Like... But even yeah. that was a bit goofy, the first one. Yeah. No, oh, I think gosh. it's just, it's such a solid story. Um, and it's, a, it's like I say, it's a, like you say, it's a solid story. It's something different. It's something interesting. Uh, <laughs> it makes complete sense. And it is a very, very, very good villain. And all those things put together, I think everyone stepped their game up a bit because they yeah. were like, well, no, we're actually doing something worth doing. And I think they all, like you, again, like you said, I think there was a real risk to it. I think they, they all realised if we don't get this right, that's it. We're not going to make a third flop. Mm. Yeah. You know, this is our kind of franchise on the line. So I think they were all probably trying to bring their A game totally to <laughs> to keep it going as a as a as a whole thing. Yeah. Um you know this is post Empire Strikes Back as well. Oh. And I was reading about the making of the film and stuff. And and one of the reasons that the budget was so low for this was because Empire Strikes Back was received terribly. Did you know that? I, I had oh, no God, idea about no. that. That on its no. initial release, people like really did not like Empire Strikes Back. Apparently, like it was. Well, I can imagine why people uh, reviews. I think, um, yeah, but like it's too dark and it's not, you know. God. And so they were worried about that tone with this one, but I just was surprised because I just I'd always assumed that it was the critical darling from day one, and you know it was always there. Yeah, I think things flip. I mean, them. Yeah. I'm. St- I still stick with the. The episode one, two, and three trilogy, long down the route, will be better than these ones they're making now. Well, that's madness. Yeah, <laughs> we're not talking about that right now. Let's, let's chat about this in twenty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there is there anything? Is there anyone else having to weigh in on Khan, or do we want to rate it right now? I'm all good. You're good. He's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's great. How he delivers the lines is just madness. Mm. And I read that he did. He was because he was wasn't really. Um, so he was doing Fantasy Island. He didn't really remember yeah, this yeah. character. Yeah. And he had yeah. to have the tapes all shipped out and watch it again and get back into yeah. character. Because I mean, they wrote it before they even asked him, didn't they? Which seems that's like a bit nuts. Of a, yeah, crazy. Did they idea. just think they would recast him then? Is that what they thought? I suppose, I suppose so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's mad that they did use him and not just recast it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, 
Yeah. How, it's such, uh, a, such a crazy, like, cool callback, isn't it? If you think this mm. is, like, 50, 15 years after yeah. the episode, if not longer. Mm. And it, it wasn't, like, a big, long arc. It's just, like, a, you know... Okay, yeah. it's, a, it's one of the better episodes, but it's just such a crazy thing they decide to bring that it, back. You know, it feels like quite a modern. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, yeah, like totally. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. You know, someone's gone. Okay, here's all of Marvel. Let's find some obscure characters no one's heard of. But it's it's almost very modern. You think that's a modern thing to go right? Let's find some villain from way back. Who have we got? You kind I of can't, wonder... I can't even think of an exa- another example like it. Really, no, no, not when they've pulled out. No, that not like far this. Back. No. I was listening to the interview with Tarantino on the the Nerdist, and they talk about because there's been chat about Tarantino wanting to do a Star Trek film, right? Hmm. <clears throat> and he liked that he there's a couple of Next Gen episodes which he likes, and he thinks that he'd be, be interested in using the stories of, and but he says he really likes Shatner, <laughs> no. so um, okay. Well, well, I think hopefully it was eighty seven now. I think. Luckily, that ship's probably <laughs> finally sailed. Is he that old? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Well, let's rate Khan. I think that Sam should go first as the least, you know, yes. like the least, uh, in- least happy about it. He's the least on board. What would I'm you not, say? Yeah, yeah, I'm not unhappy. No, about no, no. It. no yeah, yeah, but you, you're not blown away. I, mean, I, I would say. I mean, I'm still pretty... Remember, it's all on a relative scale for me with Star Trek because it's starting from a place of, like, 9 out of 10 upwards. Yeah, yeah. true, uh, true. So I, I would put this at number 5. At number 5? Okay. Yeah. Mm, interesting. That's higher than I thought shell, you were going to say. Low Ghost in the Shell and Above the Thing. Mm. Okay. What do you reckon, Chris? Uh, one. At one. number 1. Better yeah. than Aliens. It's better than this stuff that we've got on here, yeah. It's better than Aliens. I can't agree that it's better than Aliens. I, I mean, Aliens is a different thing for, you know, it, it, it's different boxes, but for the, for the purposes of this podcast, I'm putting it above Aliens. I love Aliens, mm. and it ticks completely no. different boxes. It's that takes no my ways war movie aliens. boxes, and nope. my Saving yeah. Private Ryan, and my, and the darkness, and different things. This, I, this film I watch pretty regularly. I quite like it. Mm. Yeah. I'd say, I don't know if I think it's better than The Thing, so I'd probably say six. Well, it's hugely better than The Thing. The Thing mm, is no, like homemade in comparison to this. No, I, I don't know. I think they're kind of similar in scope, really, in a way. The Thing is a kind of grounded car in, in sense of the scale of it. Mm. I just, I guess, my always my problem with this is that if you hadn't seen any Star Trek, I don't know if starting with this you would go... Mm. I don't know if you'd yeah. be on board. What makes it so good is all my stuff... You know, not no, mm. I'm not obsessive, but I have watched a lot, and all the my back stuff with Kirk. Yeah, and then mm. you're just like, oh, this is so great seeing him do this and seeing this other take on this character. Yeah. And without that, I don't know. I would still think it's a cool film. I, I think the characters are strong. I think it's it's a very simple story, and that's why it does work as a film standalone. But also, though, that's why it is relying on that backstory because it's a simple story. It works mm. because, like Alex yeah. is saying, you've got all that innate knowledge, and that's why it's such a unique film in a way because. It, it's some, it's it's pulling a trick that obviously three and four can't pull and no. the next generation ones didn't because they were so soon after the series mm. that trick of like oh remember these guys you know you've got old we've got old let's yeah. let's explore mm. this but also there's still a badass feeling going on you the know? cutting and how they edit and go between the locations it's it's just masterfully oh, yes, really, done no, it's, it's very just well it's made. such it's yeah. such quality yeah. it's it is a real it's a textbook way in how quality like, piece. Like it's a textbook example, of like ratcheting a film, isn't it? Like of yeah. 
you know, having a teaser at the start and then just going up from there and up and up and up mm. and up and up and yeah. not really like stopping until it pops at the end, you know. Yeah. But better than Alien. But not better, better than Alien, no. <laughs> better than Star Wars, New Hope. Better than Robocop. No. Or, I can't I, I have it. Can't. I can't have it below Ghost in the Shell. That is not. That is okay. not happening. Well, how about at four? Ghost in the Shell's a better film. No way. Ghost in the Shell has so much more to say than Star no, Trek doesn't. 2. Oh, this is hard. It might do, it? but it doesn't tell it in. It doesn't tell it sufficiently well. I've seen Ghost in the Shell so many times more than Star Trek Two. Ghost in the Shell is <laughs> is like I mean, yeah. Ghost in the Shell is something you've we're not waiting seen until before. my birthday until we just <laughs> oh, shit again. Ghost yeah, in <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like it's just no, it's, it's after April, and then we'll get and the, I can uh, confirm we'll get the show don't that worry. it won't be where it is. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be higher. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what I, did I you just, say, Alex? You said six. Uh, I said six under the thing, but above Starship Troopers. I just I think, don't think it's number one. I'm sorry, Chris. I, I, I'll, I'll take four because I think if you, if you weigh all three of us up, it's, that's probably the fair bit to put it, isn't it? We're all saying it's top six. Say four then. So we're four, saying four, Chris. I'll accept four for now. For now, but we're going to watch Ghost in the Shell again, aren't we? We <laughs> that's are going to watch Ghost in the Shell again. Yeah. <laughs> we'll reclaim its top. It's that's history, there. mate. Are we, are we, are we, we're putting it in at four, yeah? Yeah. Okay, okay it's in at four. So there you go. That's the first film <laughs> of our be a bumper Star episode, Trek. This is. Yeah, I didn't think there'd be an argument, but guys, there you go. I, I knew we'd chat about this one love. more than the other two, though. Rotha Khan is in Star Trek Two. Rotha Khan, nineteen eighty-two, is in at number four. That's a very high entry. Uh, we'll be back with more Star Trek after this short break. Thank you. Meteorite storm. Scotty, beam us up. Scotty, Scotty. Don't worry, Captain. It's only a shower. I don't need a brawler, you wally. Beam us up! Captain, I haven't got the power. Try, my try. Power! More power! The man's power, man. Huh? Oh. Uh-oh. Start again. Well, he certainly hasn't got the power. Good afternoon. But you could have national power and power gen. To register for a prospectus in the generating company's share offers, call 0272 272 272. And we're back. Welcome to the Science Fiction Rating System. We, it's three Star Trek films. We've done Rotha Khan. Spock's dead. Khan's dead. Shit! Yep, sorry. Spoilers. Everyone's dead. No, not everyone isn't dead. Uh, Star Trek without Spock. Well, exactly. But remember, at the end of Wrath of Khan, when the Genesis was released on the planet, Spock's body was somehow released and hit there anyway, and we saw the coffin, so that's how we start Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, 1984, directed by Leonard Nimoy, who also made Three Men and a Baby, let's not forget. Yeah. Um, and written by Harv Bennett, who's been... He's kind of involved in all these films, really, isn't he? he he's kind of the... Uh, my understanding is he's the reason... That these are good or yeah, well, he's the not glue. good, but exist. Yes, yeah, yeah he's yeah. the kind of he's on. All, he's in amongst all of these. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got his hands in all of them. Uh, so, who's who wants to start? Shall I start on this one? I'll start. Oh, on yeah, can one. I start this time? Oh, oh. sorry. Okay, Sam, just because go I've got something to say about the very start of the film. No, right? go for mm-hmm. it. Go for it. Because bear in mind that this film is taking place directly after Star Trek Two. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. How much time has passed between those two films? Mm-hmm. Probably like not, minutes. They're on the ship going back, aren't they, with the crew? Yeah. They're still it's driving pretty much on continuous. The... Pretty much continuous. Yeah. Scotty has put about 20 pounds on <laughs> in those few minutes. 
He's, he's eating away his tears. Was, he's eating away his sadness. Watching them so quickly back to back like this, it starts, and I was quite impressed. Thinking, oh, actually, Kurt looks pretty much the same, and you know, all the same. Yeah. And you cut to Scotty, and he's just, he's fucking ballooning. <laughs> he's already put on a lot of weight between one and two, but oh my god. Because he gets promoted. Yeah, yeah. he spent that paycheck on cake, obviously. I think or, he, he, ate or that <laughs> he ate that child while he was waiting. Um. Yeah, well, you, you, you can start now. Anyway, well, no, I was just, that. I mean, it, yeah, it's a its a very odd opening because it's basically just a giant recap of the last film, which you don't normally oh. get in films. It's I love weird. the opening. You like the opening? Mm. I, I think it works better when you see him further apart, obviously, but it's something about the way it, like, zooms. Is it zooming out? It's the way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's that weird little box, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, I... What I don't like about it is all the footage is... The camera footage. Yeah, the yeah, first. yeah. The when they show the explosion stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah, that's yeah. Do you think yeah. when they were doing the first? They obviously when they were doing <laughs> Wrath of Khan, they didn't have this one written, right? No, no, no not at all. No. no. You think though they would literally just? They've got the set. Yeah, they've got the uniforms. Bit. Just stick a camera in the corner and make it look mm. like some sort of security camera. And that's right. so funny, isn't it? And it Not gets only that, but they've got a blank check pretty much for this film. Yeah. yeah. And it's but. even more stupid when you get to the next one and they're showing it in a court of law as like, this is the footage from inside the yeah. ship. Yeah, yeah. It's no, that's the footage from owned and... by Paramount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 This little Federation drone that was following around doing like yeah. cinematic shots of the battles and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, okay. Well, I'll go first. I, I, it, I, 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 the thing I respect about these three films is they have kind of one story, and they do follow that story through. You know, within these three films, and I respect that. I think it's interesting. I think yeah. it works well. I maybe more trilogies should do that. I don't know. Um, and I think kind of the good thing about Search for Spock is it kind of what you get is you get all the crew and you they're all they've all got a bit of time on screen and you kind of it's a good kind of it's a romp it's a good little romp you know they're kind of they're a bit down at the beginning and then they steal the shit and then they're off to get him and it's kind of it's got a nice feel to it with having them all back together again and everyone gets a bit i think everyone gets more weight in this uh, than they probably did in Wrath of Khan which was really more about Spock and uh, and Kirk, you know, especially yeah. uh, McCoy is like probably my favourite, and he's got some really good bits in it. I think he does that whole him moulded with Spock is quite a funny. It's quite funny. It's quite well mm. done. I think he does it well. Um, where I think it's a bit it misses is Commander Krug, played by the legendary Christopher Lloyd. Mm. He just isn't a very good baddie. <laughs> he at all. He doesn't seem to have any real motivation. It doesn't really. He's not on screen enough, and it feels a little bit like they just wanted a baddie, and they couldn't really be bothered to do much with it. I don't know. Um, so it's a enough. weird film. I think it's a weird film because I think mm. it's partly good, uh, but it's partly a bit crap, isn't it? That's my take. But what do my, you reckon, my, Sam? My take is there's one genuinely great thing about this film, and that is the Klingon Bird of Prey. That looks, is amazing. Yeah, that is well, everything, everything Klingon in that film was invented for this film. So yeah, the, the way we see Klingons, yeah, and it's just a brilliant, brilliant design, isn't it? Yeah, the when dog. it comes out of cloak every time, you just like you just shiver and think, oh my god, this this looks like me. But also, yeah. the dark and dinginess of the of the like the bridge. Yeah, I'm less into that creature. Yeah, I'm less into that. It looks like a set of a fucking Muppets film. It's ridiculous. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm less into that nonsense. The dog. Uh, Do you like the dog? I like no, the, the dog. dog shit. The dog. Oh, no, I, I, like dog. <laughs> I like the dog. But yeah, I, like, I love the design of that ship. The rest of it, 
so boring. The Klingon Bird of Prey is a classic design. Oh, it's brilliant. But yeah, the film's boring. Uh, the story is nonsensical and it's just bollocks. The idea of this like fast aging Spock, who you know ha- happily ages to the exact point of where Spock was in you know, the previous <laughs> film. Good work. Um, you know, David having to carry a bit of the story on his own, despite having zero charisma and also put on a lot of pounds. Yeah. I guess he's like I mean, he's, the Genesis thing is taking its effect on him, maybe <laughs> making him evolve in some way. Did, um, I don't know if he pissed someone off because that is a pretty rubbish off-screen death, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. I mean, he's just in a corner, and they're like, yeah. and you don't even see you don't his even show, face. No, they don't show it. Nothing. No. no yeah. I didn't think he. I couldn't remember this film. I was like, oh, he's not dead. Yeah. And then when, he, I, when I watched it back, I thought because I have the scene after when Kirk's like, "That was my son." You killed my son about eight times. I thought he wasn't dead, and it was like a, you know, he's putting this on for the Klingons. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "No, he really is dead," and this is the worst thing. And also, kind of ruins the idea of the, um, you know, the needs of the many and the needs of the few thing. Mm. Like I know, like he's he's like stealing uh, Spock shit here, but now he's just basically got his son killed. Yeah. And, like, the way they reverse that in the next film is by saying, oh, we're going to fuck off everyone on Earth and go, you know, we're going to get Spock. We're going to go into, we're going to get Spock back. That's the key thing. He's the few. And I don't think they really explain, you know, he's basically going against the, the whole idea of that film, yeah. isn't he? And way. they kind of try and make it that David's a bit of a bastard because he fucked with the, um, you know, he cut corners, didn't he, in making Genesis, and it was a bit, yeah. um, you know, so they try and make it, oh, actually, Genesis, it, you know, he's, David's a bit of a wanker. He kind of... He, he cut yeah. corners. He's made a bad thing. It's just it one of them expendable characters you get in Star Trek. You just have to embrace it. It's like a red shirt or whatever they call them. Well, he's not because he's Kirk's son. Yeah, and he's he's got, yeah I know. But and he must know have, he must he have, have a been... call to this film to himself, mustn't he? He's like on the film quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. I say one more thing. I say actually, a good yeah, thing. Okay. I, I think I'm Sarek's, writing down all the points you're making. <laughs> I think Sarek is really good in it. I love Sarek anyway. I think he always yeah. is well. But yeah. I think his his yeah. role in it is fantastic. Other than that. Dyer, I would say this is the third worst Star Trek film. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, okay mm. Chris, over to you. I like the opening. I like the the bit where they kind of, you know, have to move on. They think, you know, they haven't got the Enterprise. Mm. And the best scene in it is stealing the Enterprise. That is the best yeah. sequence. One of the best sequences in all of Star Trek, I think. Ooh. That is so well done. Mm. Do you not think, though, may I just counter with this, Chris? Do you not think that that scene is a little mm. bit like, you know what you said, you've said in previous episodes where yeah. you hate it when things in the future and everyone's all like acting like they're yeah, with the yeah, SAS yeah. talk and acting like they're on Earth and all that. <laughs> yeah. Do you not think that that scene is a bit of a precursor to the whole of the voyage home? <laughs> in that it's a bit like a kind of a caper, like a heist movie yeah. thing, which is not really very Star Trek. Do you also not think that the idea that like six people could fly that ship can steal the equivalent of like yeah the like an aircraft carrier and really it's it's only Sulu and Chekhov who are actually driving it anyway yeah yeah but uh, <laughs> it's all Scott automated is, though Scott has automated it all though yeah. that's true yeah of course yeah it's a miracle worker he is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it would be better if it just like backed into the doors and it didn't open. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like, oh, actually, I can't get it going. Yeah, yeah. it just like, you know, it, like it starts and then just. Can we like, turn around and shoot a torpedo at it? You know, um, 
which is in this film where they, they blow it up. You know, it's like he like listing slightly on a weird angle. We could have just like listed slowly out of the dock, yeah. just like bouncing yeah. off all the walls as it goes. <laughs> yeah, kind of like in uh, Starship Troopers when they're coming out of the. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I've just I quite like that sequence, and okay. also I like it how because they've got that newer ship, which is yeah. just shit. Oh, the Excelsior! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the Excelsior. That's my favourite ship as well. That one. Um, oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and then uh, so after that. I just think it loses its pace. You know, when right. they're just walking around the planet and the kids yeah. getting older, yeah. that's just boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The Klingon stuff, as you say, the designs and everything is so well done because they really invent, that's what they did for that, this film. This is the yeah. only thing this film's got going for it is they, they invented what Klingons were mm-hmm. yeah, and introduced them to us. Um, the aging thing is a bit, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Why is he aged to the exact age as when he... But you could say, well, that's what his body landed on the planet as, and the planet mm. thought about it. But it's even the whole <laughs> idea. <of> it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair enough. about yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just even the whole idea of it is is just lame, I think. You know? yeah. it, the whole yeah. sort of mind-melding and Vulcan mythology and Sarek, I think, is quite cool. Oh yeah, I yeah, like yeah. That. again because like they're layering that on because we never knew anything about that before this. We well. had a bit of that no, in motion picture, melding. yeah, and it's in the first, uh, it's the first series. Yeah. melding, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and David, yeah, throwaway character, yeah. useless. And no. New Savic, it's like we haven't actually yeah. put any emphasis on him. So when he does get stabbed, it really is like uh, Shatner has to go to them lengths <laughs> to yeah. make us feel anything. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that uh, President Ronald Reagan screened the film to his friends during a weekend away from the White House in 84, uh, spent with White House staff chief Mike Denver and the president's uh, own close friend, Senator Paul Laxalt. Reagan wrote of the film, it wasn't too good. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So Ronald Reagan doesn't like it much either. There you go. Uh, And also, I couldn't find, I'd loved, I wanted to find this, but a poster advertising the London Underground featured a congested road in front of a cinema screening this movie. The poster caption read, by the time he finds a parking spot, they would have found him. How good's wow. that? I would like, why Again, don't that's he... a very voyage home sort of poster, isn't it? Well, is? yeah, there you go. But that's, uh, well, I don't know where the... Maybe in the transport museum, they've got that, a copy of that poster somewhere. But uh... yeah. So, so we're all not greatly... We, we don't all love Search for Spock. No. I, I like I the opening think... bit. I mean, I'm loving the opening yeah. because it's all, yeah, it it's all, all right. like... Uh, uh, what what do I call it? You know, where it's just spaceships going into docks and coming out of docks and people looking at the spaceships and all that sort of stuff. I like that stuff. Yeah, so. I, I think um, as well like, the direction of it, like Nimoy, doesn't really do anything, does he? Like, no. I was looking for his hand on it in the way that, like, in my own Khan, you've clearly got a sense of what that guy's about. Oh mm. yeah, he's just letting the camera roll, isn't he, Nimoy? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, there's no great pieces of. Direction. In fact, there's some really stupid stuff, like when he when Kirk kicks um, Krug off, and he's like, "I've had enough of you," (laughs) (laughs) which is, I mean, I think, I think, sadly, Sam, you are right in that everything that's great about Rotha Khan, it does set up these things that then are very obvious within Search for Spock, and then get Mm. even worse within Voyage Home. It's this kind of well, you say worse. Well, we'll get know. to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> he does. He does do beat a no-win scenario again, though, doesn't he? Because he, 
blows the ship up with oh, that's the minute, pretty funny yeah that is pretty funny up, and then they end up with the bird of prey <laughs> yeah it also the other thing I read was when the crew is standing on the bluff supposedly watching the flaming Enterprise Hulk they were in fact watching a tennis ball mounted on an overhead boom microphone <laughs> the shot had to be taken many times because not everyone was watching it at the same time <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and the other the other bit I read was that um, oh I didn't oh that's it uh, according to Robin Curtis Christopher Lloyd didn't understand the communicators he would often shout his lines in the air rather than speak in the communicator <laughs> <laughs> he would just so basically had to keep being told not to yell at the sky because he didn't understand <laughs> that they had to have communicators brilliant if yeah. only that was in it I'd, I'd like to see him just yelling at the clouds thinking they mm. could hear him that would have been better um, you yeah. know the bit when they do go over and they blow up the Enterprise, which is yeah. quite cool, I thought they could have telegraphed a bit more the idea that the Klingons didn't know the numbers. Because the fact that obviously we could hear... Cause but it doesn't make any sense this at all, though, does it? Because, no, because the fact that no. we're hearing them speak in English, and I get that's because we, we, we're really hearing them speak Klingon. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like That only works to the point that you show them <laughs> listening to English themselves, and you're like, oh, hang on, this doesn't... What's yeah, going no, on here? no. Yeah. Mm. They're just not very thought. Like I, I completely agree. All the design is amazing. All that stuff they create is brilliant. But those, they're as baddies. They're just not very well thought through. I probably would have kept them speaking Klingon, mm. and then only had the captain speak English when he's on the planet at the end. Yeah, or talk yeah. or, or, or talking to, like because he's the only yeah. educated one. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a th- that's a hallmark like of. A lot of sci-fi films in here, isn't it? Like they'll do a little bit of dialogue to show they're speaking something different, and they'll switch to speaking yeah. English. But they, yeah, they get bored of it. I'll ask Sam's questions then. Who was everyone's favourite crew member within Star Trek: Search for Spock, and who was the worst? For me, it's got to be Bones. Is my favourite. Um, yeah, I would just, agree there. Yeah, because like he, he's he looks less and less interested in actually being there, but also. <laughs> Given an actual like proper role to do in this one, yeah. and he's still wearing stupid clothes, so yeah, yeah. more from all for bones. I like the bit in the bar where he's like, "Oh yeah, that guy." Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of goth Yoda. Bit sort yeah, of, yeah, he's quite good. Yeah, Who's and when, your... when he's uh, inspecting the when they call the the Klingon bird of prey, the HMS Bounty, whatever. Oh, that's the next one. Sorry, it's the next one. That's yeah, the next that's, film. Yeah, Sorry. the next one. Yeah. What's your, who's your favourite crew member then, Chris? I'm just thinking. I think it might be uh, Scotty. You know, because oh. he. He he hotwired the Enterprise. Uh-huh. Yeah. He he completely like uh, mugged off the other captain and the Excelsior yep. and yep. all that. Yep. If it wasn't for him, they'd still be stuck in the dark. That's true. <laughs> no, he's probably the most useless. Yeah. Probably... Who's the most useless? It's probably Spock, isn't it? Because he's he... well, yeah, he's just a kid in it. Yeah. So... I think it's still Aurora. What? <laughs> no, oh yeah, because she's there with that. That's a good little scene. They yeah, have the a, you know, adventure she... bit. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no. She's on Vulcan negotiating, making sure everything's like. No, she's not used to I, it. They completely I control Nichelle, the film. They think be how many now. fucking millions Nichelle Nicole has made off these films, and mm. like she could have like filmed all the bits in all three films in a day. <laughs> <laughs> probably, we'll, we'll never yeah. know. Yeah, probably. Well, where are we going to put this then? <laughs> Where does Search for Spock go? <laughs> the heady, the heady heights of Wrath of Khan, sitting there at number four. Do you think it's better than Motion Picture or not? No, no, no. I don't think it is. Especially, I, I think I would have done until we watched Motion Picture quite recently, and I was surprised how much I didn't hate that as much as I thought I would. Motion Picture. I, th- I find Motion Picture really weird and like mental yeah. and yeah, totally. slow. Yeah, but there's motion something pi- to it, isn't there? Yeah. I'm sorry? 
There's something too motion picture. Like it's got something. Mm. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, prefer, I, prefer, I think I prefer this one to motion picture wow. slightly. No. Would, Who's going first? Uh, I'll go first. I think it should be below Collective Invention and above Inner Space. So that's 43, I think that is. Yeah, 43. 44, sorry, 44. 44, that's what I say. Anyone want to counter-offer? I think that's too high. Oof. But not by much. No, actually, I'd say 45 below Inner Space. I'd rather watch Inner Space again. Actually, no. Maybe I wouldn't. No, you must. <laughs> no, I'll say four, I'll agree with you. Forty-four sounds all right, actually. Um, that little like um, KFC guy in the back of that car at the end of Inner Space just flashed up in my brain. Then I was like, no. no. <laughs> I'd say between. I'd say probably just. I'd say one above the motion picture. No, just one. it's not that good. Because it is better than Phantom Menace, and it is better than I think the motion picture. There is not down as a it doesn't work structurally as a film. It's it 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 it's mm. it's it, oh no, it doesn't no. keep me entertained at all. I was more entertained watching that than I was this. Mm, okay, like you could yeah. drift off for an hour in the middle of this and come back <laughs> to it, and you'd be like, okay, fine, we're still on the planet. <laughs> I like yeah. the uh, the other little ship in this as well. The Grissom. They want to get blown yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, then. So I'll on, go bit, for... A bit lower than that, Chris. Come on. What about yeah. above Hunger Games? Below above Hunger Games, I'd take, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, let's yeah. go with that, then. That's fine. Yeah. Because it's better than real steel. Because the Rocketeer's horse shit as well. So what number's that? That is number 40. So number 40. So Star Trek 3, Search for Spock... Coming in at number 40. The search not... for a plot more like, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, we've got one more Star Trek film to go. It's The Voyage Home, and it's coming up after these messages. Hi, I'm Chris, and this is Anna with MCI. She recently started a great friends and family calling circle. A group of friends that wanted to get back in touch. I believe I actually said we should resume communicating. So Anna called, and I signed up. And Chris called me. I thought if anybody belongs in friends and family, it's us. I used to get tired of staring at those faces. Now I kind of miss them. I joined to save the 20% because when I call him, I end up talking to an answering machine, which is more interesting than he is. I'm usually home. I'm just selective about the calls I check. When they were falling the circle. They obviously saved the best. Oh, that's why she called me next. Who is that? How do you get it? There seems to be some error. I believe you're in the wrong circle. Call and start saving an extra 20% calls to your own friends and family circle. Every week, thousands of people join the millions who already have MCI friends and family. If you'd like to be one of them, give us a ring. After all, shouldn't your least expensive calls be the people you care about? And we're back with Star Trek 4... The Voyage Home, 1986, also directed by Leonard Nimoy. Uh, a story by Leonard Nimoy, uh, but again, it seems like there were a lot of people working on this. Two blokes that worked on it did Double Impact, which is a bit weird. Um, two so blokes. Yeah, yeah, two blokes. Two of the writers wrote Double Impact. Good film. Um, oh, in fact, actually, I'll tell you how it was written. Harv Bennett wrote the beginning and the ending of the script. Nicholas Meyer wrote the middle scenes that take place in, take place in San Francisco. Steve Meerson and Peter Cricks wrote the original screenplay. While most of their ideas were deleted, they still received credit. There you go. That's how it breaks mm. down. I had that written down. There you go. 
Uh, so we're voyaging home. We've saved Spock. We've uh, got him back in his head and uh, all that. And we're voyaging home. But there's problems on the way home. There's a probe. Uh, and the probe is doing horrible things to everyone. Not least making the worst sound effect noise in the history of cinema. <laughs> like, how annoying is that? <laughs> do, you know the, do you know the story about the wub 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 thing? Do you know that? No. no. It's Leonard Nimoy. It is. Yeah, when they were doing they the sound effects, they yeah. said, he, his, Nimoy just kept saying, no, no, no. And he, the bloke just went, well, you do something then. And Nimoy went, wub, 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 wub. And they were like, well, we'll do that then. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what I read on Wikipedia is what it said. Pretty much yeah, what happened. A, there's a behind the scenes of him naturally explaining that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> anyway, there's a probe. It's destroying everything. And how do we fix it? Time traveling whales. That's how we fix it. Not the country. The big things. Uh, who hasn't gone first? Well, Sam kind of went first. Do you want to go first again? Yeah. Go for it. Voyage home. So, uh, I, I, in my mind, this is the best Star Trek film, right? <laughs> right. In my mind, I'm like, this is hilarious. You know, we're going to get some, like, bits of, like, uh, Scotty on an Apple Mac. And, yeah. <laughs> and, like, Kirk's going to the aquarium. And, yeah. you know, Chekhov's going to get shot at by the army and things. The nuclear Wessels. Sorry, Wessels, yeah. Wessels. And I watched it, and I don't know if it's because I watched all three in a row. I was like, this is awful. <laughs> it's loony, In a way that it? makes me, like, sort of doubt my whole life, because, <laughs> like, I have quite... You know, people have been quite harsh at this, and, and I've always defended Four, going, I fucking love Four. And I, I watched it not too long ago. I got the Blu-rays, that couldn't be that long ago, and watched it and thought, yeah, it's great. And I watched it this time, and I just thought, like, really... Like none of the jokes really land. I although I still, snub. I still think that Scotty uh, going to get the aluminium is is comedy gold. <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah. That's Scott, Scotty is one of the best member crew just for his using the computer and stuff. That's brilliant. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the rest of it, I don't know. Kind of nothing happens, and I, I don't know. I read the I read about Nimoy wanting to make a film with no villain, but mm. you know this kind of proves why you don't make films with no villains. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> there's no I, stakes and nothing's really happening. I mm. think my problem with it was there are several scenes where I just felt like, why am I? This is a Star Trek film. Why am I watching this? Why am I watching a wacky chase through a hospital? You know, like why <laughs> yeah, am I yeah. watching him having pizza? Like with her, with her. Like, there's a lot of like. What's the other one? Oh, is the other? I wrote. I just kept writing down. Why am I watching this? <laughs> uh, when they're talking about when him. When Gillian and Bob are having a chat about whales oh, being yeah. pregnant. And why has Gillian got a, a photographic memory? Why do they point that out? And, and why she's playing, yeah. Say it again. Yeah. yeah, why? Why is that yeah. important? It, also, they never the reference it. Because you have to explain how she knows the uh, frequency of the whale at right at the end. It's, I mean, it's just, I mean, you think she just, oh. it's just one number. She could have looked it up. It doesn't need to have an eidetic memory because just for that one fact, surely. I mean, also, the bit of a, a bit of Spock in the fish tank. And Shatner oh, trying to try and do those awful like gurning looks, yeah. which is you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shatner Terrible. pulling moves on women is not what you want to see on the uh, big no. screen. Mm, no, yeah. but it's what he wanted to see, isn't it? As I said, I think that's why we get Gillian, uh, yeah. who I hate. I hate Gillian. She's a whinging. She's just well, so annoying. Wasn't she's she? in the future now, so it's not a problem. She's terrible. Oh, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> also, I had a bit of a problem with the message because the message is obviously. Like, oh, it's so terrible, you know, so bad what we're doing. But it isn't that bad, because you can just time warp, go back and get whatever you want, and then have it back in the future, can't you? Also, like, if that's the way things go, right, 
Mm. Say that they me- they get the message out and they and, and people start realizing, oh, we can't kill the whales, or whatever. That future, Kirk wouldn't exist, would he? Because then nothing would have happened the way it did happen. No. Yeah. No. There's there's a lot of. Uh... No, there's you can't a lot get of in today's time paradoxes. It's yeah, really it's, al- it's almost like time travel is completely not a horseshit and has no. There's place. more time travel in Star Trek than people think there is. It's in most episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you, once you get what's his name, uh, Brannon Bragger on board in Next Gen, he mm. he fucking loves the time paradox. There's loads of that going mm. on. It did, I I did read. It is widely thought that Kirk was the biggest offender in breaking Starfleet's temporal laws. That honor should go to Chekhov. Before escaping the naval offices, he threw, throws his phaser at them, he leaves his communicator and Starfleet ID badge, all of which could be retrieved, and then it's like it's like Terminator, isn't it? They could just be like, wow, look, it's technology. That's Before it. you know it, the yeah. US military have got phasers. So, yeah. Also, you well know the done, way like, he, he's Klingon saying, phasers. You know, he's saying Wessel, right? Yeah. And no one understands him. And who stood next to him, like, going, oh, well, you know, what's the problem? But surely yeah. in the future, they still know he's mis- mispronouncing the word Vessel, don't they? Well, yeah. They don't all say vessel, so surely she could just go. Oh, he means vessel. By the way, he means vessel. But why not did they? Wessel. Don't they have huge computer banks full of knowledge? Why didn't they maybe look up what might be appropriate or inappropriate? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, as in a Russian going on an American ship. Yeah, they don't know that. But then, like, doesn't Shatner like name two books that no one's heard of now and goes, "Oh, they're future classics or whatever." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's all yeah. over the place. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... It's just a big mess, and but I think as we as I just, as I said to Chris before from in in three, I think really it's what they thought was oh everyone loves the crew having a romp and having fun, let's just have a big comedy romp. That's this must have been is, well cheap to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just the one wandering around in their uniforms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, isn't it? It, it cost it, it cost five million dollars more than Star Trek three. No. Oh. That we went to Shatner. Wages, wasn't it? Yeah, wages, without a doubt. Because <laughs> if you, my other problem with it was, I get that they have like I, again, I appreciate it's three films that all link up, and I get that the crew have to redeem themselves because they are in deep doo doo at this point with what they've done. So really, you've got you know you've got a beginning which is the crew are in deep doo doo and they need to get back to Earth and they need to be redeemed, and the end is the crew are redeemed and they get an Enterprise and it's all good. But what happens in the middle could have been anything. There was there's a million other scenarios. That could have led to the Enterprise crew being seen as heroes and all their charges being dropped. Why pick yeah. this scenario? It didn't, you know, I, I just didn't really get what why this was the best idea anyone had. There must have been much better ideas, I would have thought. Well, do uh, you know about Nimoy's um, original... Basically, Little Nimoy loved Beverly Hills Cup. <laughs> right. right? Okay. And so he asked the guy who wrote that to write this. Yeah, and he said, "No, you're making a Star Trek film. Fuck off." But then <laughs> yeah. Eddie Murphy was a Star Trek fan, so he said, "Yeah, I want to be in that. I'll be in your film." What? Yeah. Okay. And then Nimoy said, "Well, no, Eddie Murphy. People would think we're being too silly if we put you in." <laughs> and right. so, yeah, and so then it ended up how it went. So, who would have Eddie Murphy would have been Gillian then? Or I think it's before it they was. got they got that far. I think all Nimoy knew he wanted to make a Beverly Hills Cop style Star Trek film. That's as far oh as he got at that point. Yeah. Oh my god! So quite a lot of swearing and yeah. racism, kind of challenging racism within the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that would have been worse, I guess. <laughs> I don't who know. knows? Yeah, would it? I mean, I don't know. Would it have been worse? Um, also, your, also, your... also, sorry, one thing about Shatner as well. 
Um, I just read up the thing before. It isn't that he wouldn't make five without directing it. It's that he wouldn't make four without being given five to direct. Oh. Nah. And he got okay. $2 million for it. Oh, bastard. Oof. Yeah. And yeah. also, he had the last round of rewrites on the script. Okay. Right. Well, Actors yeah. gone wild. Yeah. yeah, totally. Damn it. So what's your take then, Chris, generally? Do you like it? I, you I think it's a bit of fun. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a lot of episodes along these lines as well. Mm. There's a lot of yeah. the TV after. The whole probe thing is very similar to one, isn't it? Yeah, very I guess. Similar yeah. To yeah. Motion yeah. Picture. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've kind of just regurgitated that idea, which is kind of what they do in movies now. Um, yeah. The there's a lot of things that didn't work. The so they're on a Klingon ship, and they know how to use everything. Yeah. They all the records of details of a whale is on a Klingon ship. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lots of very specific Earth information is on a Klingon ship. Mm. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, it just doesn't work. I like I like the way that they don't get to tell the Federation what their plan is because it breaks up. So technically, all that happens is the Federation get a garbled <laughs> message, and suddenly yeah. a Klingon warbird smashed <laughs> into the, the sea, and the whales yeah. appear, and then it's all over. They must just be like, "Oh, what?" And Kirk's like, "I saved the world again," and they go, "No, you didn't. You just crashed into the sea." Yeah, with some whales. That's, yeah, no, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, I like that. That was that was fun. That'd um, be good actually if they all got demoted because. <laughs> they actually all got busted yeah. because no one actually <laughs> believes they did go back. Yeah. Just joyriding a bird of prey under the San Francisco Bridge. <laughs> do you want, do you I want like the bit where they get in the way of the whaler, yes. the harpoon gun. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, they changed the set, haven't they, from the film? You know, the bridge. Yeah, the bridge is odd. completely different. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit odd, wasn't it? Uh, you know, actually, what also at the end of the film when they land. Um, mm. Leave such a you know they're splashing around in the water and laughing for about mm. fifty minutes while they all jump <laughs> yeah, in the water. That's yeah. <laughs> that kind of like sours a lot of the earlier bit of the film for me. I think. Yeah, it's like the end of like a murder she wrote or something. It's like, weird. The it's music. really weird. Yeah, I've been to the water bit where they've actually where they filmed that in that's... Hollywood, the water tank. I've been to the aquarium in San Francisco. Oh, and I've been to the you know the corner when they do a. When they're um, talk, when he talks about the best, isn't it? He talks about the police officer. He talks to the police officer. Um, yeah, yeah. Check off his office. Oh yeah, there's there's a bit in that which is completely. It was a real person. Yeah, a, a woman walks up and he goes, "We're looking for the nuclear vessels," and yeah. she goes, "Ah, you want to go to oh, Alameda?" Yeah. yeah. She was just a woman. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> they literally just filmed him asking randoms, <laughs> <laughs> and she had to get a SAG membership because they wanted to yeah, include it. So they had to get her course. into SAG. Ridiculous. <laughs> do, you want, do you want a quiz question? Yes. I knew, I knew you'd like this quiz. Right. So <laughs> early in the film, the president of the Federation tells the Klingon ambassador Kirk is charged with nine violations of Starfleet mm. regulations. Can mm. you name the regulations? Uh, the, can you name what the name the charges? What, all nine? Yeah. Or just get near to stealing a starship. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mutiny. Destruction mm. of a starship. Yes, destruction. One count of destruction of the Enterprise. That's definitely one. You've got one there. That's bang on. 
Um, disobeying orders? Uh, disobeying a direct order, yep, that's one. Actually, yeah. theft of Federation property, yeah, that's one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've got three then. Yeah, you've got um, three. There's nine charges. Um, this is a bit of a trick. <laughs> this is a trick question, by the way. Oh. Oh, okay. Why, the rest of them is like no, charge you... five to nine mm, being cut. Man, there might be some that are multiples because of multiple. Yeah, maybe. Keep bringing, guessing. Bringing Spock back from the, back from the dead. Mm. Necromancy. No, I guess that's still disobeying, isn't it, really? Um, uh, what did Scotty do that you thought was really good? In the previous one, you cited him good because he did something. Oh, he sabotaged another starship. Yes, yes. sabotage. Yes, sabotage. Okay, so you've got uh, two more, which are actual multiple charges. Uh, Speeding in a (laughs) starfleet base? Well, well, yeah, he was going full impulse in the dock. You're only supposed to go full impulse. There are two charges of theft. Uh, Because. Theft of Enterprise is one charge, but it's conceivable that a second theft could be added uh, uh, because of... Um, oh, it was was it the Bird of Prey because that was uh, yeah, property of the Federation? I don't remember him saying all this in the film. He wasn't no, 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 this is someone's working. No, there are only... <laughs> he reads out six, but how does it make it nine? Is this is what oh, this person's right, done? Okay. It's so a speculation. You, basically, what, are the, what there's three charges of one thing. <laughs> what is it? Uh, bestiality. No. Is it rape? No. Or is it like a messing with right... the timeline? No, you're in the right ballpark no. with rape in a, in a weird way. <laughs> what? Uh... Assault. Uh, yes, on who? So is it the start? Is it it's the assault... transporter guy who gets it's... locked in the cupboard? It's a three counts. Technically, the way it makes nine is there are three counts of assault on a Federation So officer. it's the transporter guy. Yep. It's locked in the cupboard. Yep, there are two guards outside McCoy's scout. Oh, the one there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sulu yep. duffs up Sulu, a guy, yeah. doesn't yeah. he? And, and Uhura forces Mr. Adventure, yeah, Mr. Adventure gets into, forced into gunpoint into a closet. So that's how you make nine. There you go. Brilliant, thought, excellent. Thought you'd like that. They also <laughs> broke into a prison. Yeah, I don't, um, they don't really put that, I guess. I guess that's... Yeah. Can I uh, just add well, here that so I get it on record? If we ever get famous, people make us do it. I want us all to wear Sulu jackets. I love that jacket. Those yeah. leather jackets with the cut out arms. So yeah. I was going to say I missed it on the last film, but you should look at the outfit at uh, Chekhov's wearing when they nick the Enterprise. Yeah, it's a baby grow. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I'd have to say baby S- grow. Sulu's my favourite uh, crew member in this one. In this one? Yeah, I'd say, he's not the most useful, but he's my favourite. I love Sulu. Uh, I like him. I like him when he's just flying that helicopter, when he beats up that guy. He's, he's kind of in a different film to the rest of them, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, a bit, but... Like, like loafing about, like looking like, you know, very, like, fabulous and, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's what around I like. everywhere. That's what I like about him, just beating people up, looking great, flying a helicopter. Yeah, yeah that's why I like him. He sort of checked out, hadn't he, after two, and just thought, fuck it, yeah. I'm going to turn up. I'm a yeah. mince. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. That's probably it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Who's, who's your best, then? Who's your best crew members? Mine's Scotty again. Mine's mm. Scotty, this one, without yeah. a doubt, in this film. Because no, he's yeah. doing all the functional stuff. Yeah, yeah. A- and be really cool about it, and swat. And, yeah. and, that, and he invented transparent aluminium. Yeah. yeah. But it's opening the same three windows over and over again on a computer. Which we have to say, <laughs> unfortunately, because Sam, because of the issues, we have to say that that is a real thing because people might not know that that's a real thing. There's big controversy on the last podcast. That that's I'm wondering the whether one it is like got anything to do oh. with aluminium, and they just call it that because it, it's a Trekkie who invented it. 
Do you know what I mean? I'm going to drop that clip in here. I don't think it is aluminium like on the periodic table. I just think it's like a plastic. Maybe. Let's not go into that. Let's not. Let's not go into that again. I like how he can't use a computer though. But then he just has to click his knuckles, and then he's like. Yeah. Who's the worst then? Who's the most useless? Uhura wouldn't be able to do that because her nails are too long. She's the worst again. What does she actually do? Mm. Walks no, around with Chekhov for a bit. She, she, is, she uses like the future Pro Tools to. She speeds up the whale song, and uh, that's yeah. quite yeah, a good little sequence true. where it goes like. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, who is she's there with like. Actually, I think I think Bones is my most useless one. Yeah, yeah. Because what does Bones do in this film? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. No, he, he just. I like the bit where he's in the hospital yeah. and he's like giving him all a medical lesson. Do you want to yeah. know something funny about the the hospital bit? Um, it's a real hospital, and it's a real it's a real operation. Well, no, it's it's, it's basically <laughs> like well, no. So okay, in in uh, Star Trek, it's, it's Search for Spock. McCoy says he would feel safer giving Spock one of his kidneys than carrying around Spock's soul in his own mind. But in the voyage home, he gives a woman in a hospital pill that grows a new kidney in her. So basically, it's not really a big loss if he'd given a kidney to Spock. Oh, yeah. Because there's a pill that grows one back. So that actually makes that line a pretty shitty thing to say about yeah, someone. Yeah, he's got loads of them. He's got kidneys she out can have, Yeah, you can have a kidney in two seconds by taking a pill. So there you go. Bit of a weird mm. bit of clever writing that they probably didn't even realise they'd done. Don't you think it's like, um, you know, at the end where they get their new Enterprise? Oh, I like when the theme then, kicks in then. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But then they go on this brand new white spangly set and it's like they've built that set just for that one shot also and they've also locked themselves in to what the next film will be but but also you've got this brand new brilliant ship and by end of that third film they all look really really fucking old (laughs) don't they and you think there's no way in a million years they'd be putting anywhere near this ship They'd be yeah. like, thanks for saving us. This, this really, genuinely, this is, this is retirement now, Kirk. You've got to go. Scott, yeah, you can barely is. fit in the fucking turbo lift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really explain how they're allowed to carry on. Uh, yeah. No, they well, we've got that be... to look forward to in uh, the fantastic film Star Trek V. Well, yeah, Haven't we, we do. We're gonna, yeah, we are going to be doing that, aren't we? Not for I a while, hopefully. <laughs> Well, in the meantime, should we rank Voyage Home? Where's it going to yeah. go? Is it going to hit the heady heights of Khan, or is it going to sink down the the bay in San Francisco where Search for Spock lives? Who goes first? Chris you goes do, first. You? No, you, no. You, you don't. No, I did Search for Spock. Oh, okay, sorry. Chris goes first. Um, oh, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot what we were doing then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a podcast. I, I would put this... I would put this um, I still think it's better than like, you know, Inner Space, Flash Gordon and all them sort of things. Is it better than Search for Spot, which is currently at I, number 40? Marginally, I found it more entertaining. Um, it's definitely um, better than Search for Spock. Yeah, yeah, maybe like it should be around District 9 sort of area. 31. 31. Mm. So it's above District 9, below Pacific Rim. Mm. Uh, I'd probably just put it one place above the motion picture. Some good picture. gags in it. Some excellent gags in it. One above motion picture. Yeah. Because it, it hangs together well as a film. I mean, it is it is what it is. Motion mm. picture was a bit of a mess. This is goes, I'd I accept think, that. I think I'd, I'd put it... I think I'd put it a bit higher. I think I'd put it uh, one below the faculty, I think. 
above mm. Rise of the Planet of the Apes below Faculty. Yeah. If only yeah, because okay. Rise of the Planet of the Apes is also uh, p- depicting San Francisco, <laughs> but not in as fun a manner. No, I guess. No, I guess. <laughs> no, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. 34, 34. Oh, so that's it. So that's three Star Trek films have joined the list. Sam, would you be able to tell us where they all sit? I would. So at number 41 is Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock. At number 34 is Star Trek 6... Oh, 4, sorry, The Voyage Home. And at number 4, our first high-up film for a while, mm, I think. Hell uh, yeah. That is Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan. There you go. Thank you for listening, everyone. I guess Thanks for you... hosting, Alex. Oh, that's really, okay. I, really I, good. That's good. Uh, you, can, you can email us if you're a, a Trekkie. You hate what we've said. If you believe that... We're wrong in every sense. You can email us at sciencefictionratingsystem at gmail.com. That's the one that works, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Good. Uh, really you can... haters, you can just go really fast towards the sun and around the sun and then <laughs> kill us when we're babies. Yeah. It's true, you can. Uh, you can. Uh, you can find us at scientificationratingsystem.com, on Twitter at SF Rating System, Instagram at Science Fiction Rating System, and on Facebook at SF Rating System. Uh, next week's a bit different. We've got a weird bit of a takeover, isn't it, Sam? Next yeah. Week's show. Yeah. First time we've had this, really. Uh, so someone, someone else is going to be telling us what uh, what we're watching. So a, a, a legitimate proper film director, not that Chris isn't, but like another legitimate proper <laughs> film. Sorry. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> I, I meant I went. A film okay. director is not on the podcast. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's let's get out of this before. <laughs> things turn sour Uh, thank you very much thank you very much Chris Redding thank you cheerio and thank you very much Sam Draper I've been Alex Alex. and this is Ascot bye 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 bye